welcome back to the Desert Shifts podcast. We are here. All of round two is complete. Uh, but I mean, first off, before we dive into each of these matchups that we had, we gotta ask the age-old question, Tyler. How are you doing over there in New York? I'm doing good. It's been uh, really nice out here. Not not Phoenix hot, but it's been pretty hot. So yeah, it's been pretty hot over here. It almost rained yesterday, so that was really weird. But you know, it I guess it'd be like that. But anyway, round two is done. We're going on to round three. So we're gonna break down every single round two matchup and the results of what happened. And then we'll do our round three uh kind of previews and predictions. Um, but first off, Tyler, as an overall, you know, round, what did you think of round two? I thought it was much worse than round one. Um, I feel like most like there was a lot more blowouts in this round. Um, like in the first round, we saw a lot, a ton of overtime, a ton of close games in this round. Um, two series in particular, it's just a blowout pretty much almost every single game. Um, which I mean, it, it depends what kind of hockey you like. To me, I like close, you know, overtime checking games. So, but some people like the high scoring games. Um, so I like the first round better, but I thought we got some really good games in this round. Yeah, there were some individual games that were really good in, in this round. I would point out to most of the elimination games, actually, that were really good. But as a whole, I thought round two wasn't as nearly as good as round one. I thought round one was some of the best hockey we've seen in maybe the past 10 years. Round two, however, maybe some of the worst. There were a lot of blowouts. Um, I think there was only maybe one or two series that, you know, weren't having a blowout every ever game but i mean tyler what was your favorite matchup in round two and we'll start with that one um this one's a hard question because even though the stars and kraken went seven that was one of the series where i thought was pretty much a lot of the games were blowouts except for like one or two so i'm actually not going to go with that one even though that was the longest series i actually think that the closest was probably uh, Florida and Toronto. And uh, even though it only went five, I thought that was the only series where every game was actually close. You know, we had a few overtimes. I don't think there was a single blow in that series. And even though it was only five games, I thought that was probably the closest every single game. Like, um, even though, you know, Toronto only won one of those games, I thought that they were still in every single one of the games. They just struggled to score. Yeah, let's start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs getting eliminated in five games by the Florida Panthers. And the Panthers' magical run continues. Man, I mean, you kind of shared your thoughts about the series. Um, I thought it was a great series. I think it was my favorite series maybe out of the four. Um, like you said, it felt like every game was close. It felt like every game was winnable for both teams. Um, I thought the couple of the games, I think uh, game three and game five were my personal favorites. Um, of course, those were the ones that came, went to OT, but they were just really thrilling. Um, you know, we got probably some some of the best goaltending uh, from the series out of the four. So I'm going to start with you, Tyler. Who do you think was the mo most impressive player 
from both sides of the series? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Bobrovsky just because um, without him, the Panthers, I don't think they would have won that series because as good as the whole Panthers team was, there was times where Toronto pushed and they pushed hard. And I really thought that they were going to, you know, tie the game or um, score a few goals. And Bobrovsky just stood on his head and, and they were not able to put the puck past him. I think they scored two goals or less in every single game. Um, so I, to me, Bobrovsky was just the this, this standout player. Yeah, not to mention he shut down basically the core four of Toronto. And once again, they go silent. We'll talk probably talk about that in a second. But yeah, I would 100% agree. Sergei Bobrovsky was incredible. Uh, he outdueled Ilya Samsonov. He made impressive save after save. And he looked like the Bobrovsky that Florida is paying a lot of money to for the first time maybe in a long time. Um, it's weird. He shows up in the most random points possible, but this is probably the best he's looked in Florida and the best he's probably looked since the 2019 run in Columbus. Um, but I would also have to point out on the losing side of things, I thought Joseph Wall was really good in the two games he started. I think it really proposes a question for Toronto if they should get rid of Matt Murray. Um I think Wall was that good, and the fact that he's a young goaltender just really gives out good looks for Toronto's uh, net, even though, you know, they, they've had questions on that probably up until, you know, late in this season this year. And then I thought Morgan Riley, not defensively, but again, offensively, was really good in the series. Um, one of the only players I thought contributed really well uh, offensively, but Let's move on to the disappointing side of things. Tyler, who do you think was the most disappointing player in the series? Um, it's, it's hard to pick one um, as everybody in that, that core four wasn't great. I thought Nylander was probably the best of them, but the Absolutely. worst of them, I'm probably going to go Matthews. Um, he really didn't do anything in either of the games. He didn't have a single goal in uh, any of the five games. And guys like Marner and Nylander, like at least they were contributing to the play, driving offense, you know, creating opportunities. I thought Matthews, every game that I watched, he was just a ghost out there. He wasn't even like driving offense or creating plays. So I think Matthews was easily the most disappointing. Well, I think the biggest loser are the Toronto Maple Leafs fans who chanted, we want Florida after they took, uh, uh, took out Tampa. <laughs> but on the ice, I would have to agree with you. Austin Matthews was just disappointing. And it's the same story with the core four. Every time they're in the playoffs, they disappear. And it happened once again, but this time in the second round, and they only won one game in the second round. So they loaded up just to win the one game in the second round in the one round. And, I mean, this core has been together since 2017. So that's six, seven years. So for the past seven years, the the one thing you achieved with this core is winning one playoff round, one game in the second round. And it's kind of frustrating if you're a Toronto fan, not seeing these players you pay a lot of money to really produce because I honestly thought the bottom six was incredible in this playoff uh, run for the Maple Leafs. I thought Achari was great. I thought Ryan O'Reilly was good. Like all these depth players were really good. 
And another one I would have to point out that was disappointing was Justin Hole. He was not great at all, especially defensively. A lot of the goals were his fault. I know he's going to be the scapegoat for Toronto fans. And I mean, he kind of deserves it. But at the same time, it was a group effort. And I think I think this is the end of the core four. What do you think, Tyler? Um, I, I think it's it's the end of the the four together, but I, I, I think we'll go into this more in the, the offseason. But I think they make a trade similar to what Florida and Calgary does, where they trade one of those core star players for another star player just to kind of mix up the thing. And we'll see a, a new kind of like core there in Toronto next year. But yeah, um, and I thought that this was like a turning point for Toronto because the their their core guys were I thought they were really good against Tampa, like Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I mean, I thought they all stepped up against Tampa and had their best playoff series of their career. And I thought that it would kind of continue. They finally like learned how to step into the spotlight and shine and produce in the playoffs. But they they all went, you know, back to how they used to play in the playoffs in the second round and did absolutely nothing. So uh, if Toronto does want to keep them together, they'll obviously be a great regular season team again next year. But I, I think that um, we've kind of seen what these guys can do in the playoffs. And to me, their ceiling is just, you know, winning a round. And, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think maybe they try to target a more defensive-minded forward. Because uh, when I think of a two-way player, I don't think of Nylander. I don't think of Marner. I don't think of Tavares. There's an argument for Matthews, but, I mean, he disappeared again. Um, and I think the other thing that everyone's going to point eyes at and fingers at is Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas. Uh, Dubas's contract is obviously up. He came out in the media saying it's either Toronto or I don't GM next season. And then we wonder what happens with Sheldon Keefe because, I mean, this is his, what, fourth time um, losing yet again short of the third round. Uh, there's, I, I think there needs to be a whole overhaul of the team, not a complete rebuild, but I think you need to, like you said, get rid of one of the core four because it's not working. And you look, you see what Florida did. They, they trade for Matthew to Chuck and everyone, you know, pointed blame at them saying, oh, this was a terrible trade. And look at them. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then we'll talk a little bit more about Florida when we get to the preview. So let's go on to our other Eastern matchup that happened. The Carolina Hurricanes versus the New Jersey Devils, where the Canes took out the Devils in five. The OT winner uh, sending the Canes in to the third round and sending the Devils to their exit interviews to meet Trey Matthews. But anyway, what did you think of the series so far? Well, as a whole, Tyler, I, I would say this was the worst series. Every single game was a blowout except for Game Five, the uh, the overtime game. And this this series just came down to coaching, and Brendan Moore just completely outcoached Lindy Ruff. On on paper, the Devils had the better team; they were much more skilled, just a much better team on paper but they weren't ready for, you know, a tough, gritty team like Carolina. Um, and I think coming off a tough seven-game series with the Rangers, they, you know, Carolina had much more time to, you know, rest. They had more off days. Um, I think that Carolina was much more prepared, and they were just, you know, they weren't the, the better team overall, but or I mean the most skilled team overall, but they just wanted it more. 
and ended up, you know, taking it pretty easily. Yeah, the uh, Canes definitely uh, played more as a group rather than Devils relying on Jack Hughes and their top players. Um, I thought Brendan Moore absolutely outcoached uh, Lindy Ruff. Um, I think Freddie Anderson completely outdueled both Akira Schmid and Vitek Vanacek. I thought their goaltending was a disaster, honestly. Um, and it's not all their fault because I thought the Devils' defense was – the reason why they lost the defense was atrocious uh i went back through the series numerous times you know they get some clips for it for a little video i made um and there were multiple times where it was a misplay by the devils or a complete collapse of the defensive structure by the devils and then they would allow a breakaway and boom jordan marnook scores gets called wayne gretzky you know all the all this stuff happens. I think that de- the defense was completely uh, outplayed by the Canes defense. I thought the Canes defense had an incredible series. Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brent Burns, all of them did incredible things this series. Um, going out to the point, this was probably the worst series, and I like the Canes a lot. This was probably the worst series, except game five. I thought game five was one of the better games of all the round two matches. I really thoroughly enjoyed game five, especially going down to the OT. Um, The other issue, obviously, uh, I think we'll discuss it when we discuss our worst players um, in the series. But who did you think was the best player in the series? Um, I feel like it's like not really expecting it. But honestly, Jordan Martin had the series of his life. That's Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Like, I mean, he was what he put up like six points in one game something like that i mean he was just incredible he didn't have like a single point in the first round and now he's like a point per game in the playoffs i mean he just had an incredible series and i think it just came down to that carolina's depth did almost everything for them i mean i i didn't think natchez was the best in, the, in that series yeah. um, i think aha was good but not as he usually plays but you know Fost, stall martinook like guys like that they were just in, incredible and, and they just put the team on their back and you know they all put up points this series but i'm if i'm gonna pick one player i'm gonna say martin had incredible series yeah that's the player i was gonna say i thought he was incredible that penalty shot is gonna be one of the most memorable goals of the playoffs so i'm gonna be different i'm gonna choose jacob slavin i thought he was incredible both defensively and offensively he made a lot of great plays to get the puck to the front of the net and he made a lot of great plays defensively I'm also going to throw Jack Hughes' name out there, even though he was on the losing side. I thought he had an incredible series, an incredible playoff run. I'm no Devils fan, but I thought his play was incredible. He just needs to stop falling down all the time. I don't know what the heck was going on with that, but some great memes out of that. Who do you think was the worst player in this series? I think we both have the same thought in mind. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to pick a, a Devils player. I, I thought that Brady Shea was not good at all in this oh, series. Yeah. Um, That's facts. I don't know if you were thinking that. I don't know. if. Um, no. I mean, there's a few players in the Devils that, that I could, could think of, but I just think that overall they weren't great. So I, I think I'm going to go with Brady Shea because I think that he was the one, like, standout weak point of the entire uh, Canes team that series. Yeah, I mean, I was I didn't even think about that, but you – you throw out a great point. I thought Shea was really poor defensively. 
And he had a great season this year, too, arguably. One of the better defensemen on Carolina, on a stacked defensive Carolina team. So I'm going to throw out the obvious, and that's going to be Timo Meyer and Jasper Bratt. They were completely invisible. Meyer, of course, you know, we, we know he was dealing with injuries. But the fact that you missed that wide open net in game five, how do you miss that? Like, that is a shot you have to make. And that is a shot they could have used to get sent into game six back in New York, but he misses it. Kane's win in OT. And I thought Brat just looked lost out there most of the time. You know, he wasn't on the scoreboard at all. And maybe he got a point or two, um, but he was barely on the scoreboard. I also thought Luke, Luke Hughes was pretty poor in his first outing as in the playoffs. I'm sorry, but I know it's his first playoff run, but a lot of the goals in game four were his fault and were defensive lapses from him and his blue line buddy. I mean, I don't think all the defensemen on the Devils were terrible because I thought uh, John Marino actually had a a very underrated postseason, but someone like Luke Hughes really, really disappointed. Um, So, I mean... Moving back to the Eastern Conference, we'll discuss the Eastern Conference finals in a second, but I just want to say I got both of the predictions right. I said Panthers in seven, somehow they closed it out in five, and I said I believe it was Canes in seven as well. They did it in five. Tyler, we we all know you got the uh, Panthers one wrong. Um, Yeah. Yeah, how many? what did you say for the uh, Devils in the Canes series? I had the Canes in six. I was one game off. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were close. So let's move on to the Western Conference. And let's. Oh, I was going to I was gonna say one more thing about yeah, the, go for it. the Case Devils. I, I just got to give the Islanders some some credit because oh I, I thought we played the, the Canes much better at a much closer series than the Devils. I agree with that. So, I agree uh, with that. so I'm, I'm going to give us some credit for, for being a. I, I didn't think we played great in that series, but I thought we played better than the Devils. So I'm going to give us some credit there. Jesus Christ, we have to mention the Islanders. Anyway, going on to the Western side of things, the wild, wild West. Um, Let's start with Edmonton and Vegas. What a physical matchup this was. Um, Vegas takes out Edmonton in six. Everyone's favorite Stanley Cup choice for this year is gone, besides the Bruins. But, I mean, on the Western side of things, it was Edmonton. Everyone was choosing Edmonton. Tyler, I mean, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think that I was one of the only people, you know, expecting the Oilers to lose this series. Me and you, like yeah. everyone was riding riding the Oilers to the cup, and I just, you know, you have Dreisaitl who was ridiculous. McDavid is obviously McDavid, but I mean, other than that, like nobody else on their team really did anything at all. I thought Nugent Hopkins was was bad. Um, Kane didn't really do anything. Hyman didn't really do anything. Their defense was awful. And I mean, this came down to um, uh, Vegas. You know, they were able for the most part to contain everybody except Dreisaitl and McDavid. And, you know, even though those two were putting up points, not really anybody else was. So that's, that's just what it came down to. And, and you know, the Oilers won those two games. I thought they, they won them literally because of two players. Just that's how good McDavid and Dreisaitl are. But um, Edmonton, I still don't think they were the great team. I think the Kings at healthy would have handled them easy, easily. So, uh, and, and Bruce Cassidy is just, I, I, 
I'll talk about him more when we get to talking about the the Western Conference Finals preview. But he's such a great coach, and I thought he easily outdueled Woodcroft behind the bench. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. I mean, I want to throw Evander Kane out real quick because he's not going to be my worst player choice, um, but he's definitely close to it. He does this every time. Uh, he just disappears in the playoffs. Uh, even though you're paying him big money, he's this big player offensively in the regular season, but then in the playoffs, he disappears, and all he's known for are these dirty hits, and he did it again. He did it all series, and what happened, I mean, Vegas uh, fought back. I mean, we saw what Petrangelo did to Dreisaitl. I'm not saying that was that was earned or whatever, or that was great or fantastic. I'm saying that's what you get for messing with a team like Vegas, who is from top to bottom, like a very stacked uh, two-way team. Um, I thought the uh, original line for Vegas uh, of Carlson, Marchenso, and Smith were incredible. I thought they actually stole the show for Vegas. I've always said Vegas should keep those three, uh, even though they like to acquire the NHL superstar every other year. Um, I thought both goaltenders, Brassois and Aiden Hill, Sharks legend, um, I thought they both did great. And Bruce Cassidy, again, did an incredible job. I know you'll speak more about him. But I, I thought he was he did an incredible job. And I don't think the series loss for Edmonton was Jay Woodcroft's fault. I think he's a good coach. And I genuinely don't believe that's his fault. I think that's more of the GM's fault. Because, again, it's the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl show. It was just the, um, excuse me, again, there was no depth scoring. It felt like no deaf players showed up. Darnell Nurse was absolutely horrendous. Um, I'll talk about the goaltending in a second when I choose the worst player. Um, I thought the only good player on the blue line was Matthias Eckholm. Um, arguably, besides McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Eckholm, no one else had a good series. Maybe besides Bouchard. Uh, I'll actually take that back. I thought... Bouchard, not as good as last series, but he was still a great threat in, uh, for Edmonton. And it's going to be interesting because Edmonton's kind of in the predicament Toronto's in. This is like how many straight years where Edmonton gets bounced uh, before the Western Conference Final. And I mean, the one time where they made it to the third round, they didn't win a single game. So what is going to change? We keep seeing little tweakings to the roster, but what has Kenny Holland done dramatically to increase the chances for this team? I mean, you've acquired Zach Hyman, Vander Kane, uh, Matthias Ekholm. You've acquired all these players and still not working. So at what point do you say something needs to give? Um, let's talk about the best players in the series. Tyler, who was your best player choice in the um, series? There's, there's one guy I, I really want to say. Um, I'll give him an honorable mention, and that's uh, Zach Whitecloud. I feel like it's kind of a random name, but every time he was out there, I just thought he was so good defensively. Yeah. The Oilers had could not figure him out, and I think he's one of the more underrated players on Vegas. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to go with uh, Marcia So just because he had no goals against the Jets and then, you know, five goals um, – in the, the series uh, against the Oilers, he was him and Eichel were just clicking the entire series. You know, Eichel's another guy. Um, so I, 
I feel like Marcia says the pretty obvious answer there, but I, I, I think Zach Whitecloud had a really, really great series. Yeah, obviously, uh, Jonathan Marshall is the easy choice. He would be my choice as well. Um, I thought Zach Whitecloud, like you said, was really good. Um, man, I would say then my choice is probably Jack Eichel. I think he had some really good games. He had a three point, two three-point games, uh, including in game five, and I believe that was game two. Um, and then he did have a point uh, in the elimination game. But I thought he was great. I thought he was way better than he was in the last series. And, you know, if it wasn't for Jonathan Marchenso in the, in the original line taking it over, Marchenso, of course, scoring the hat trick in game six, then I think Jack Eichel – you know, would have been, you know, I think the star of the show here. And it's funny because uh, last year, McDavid uh, went to the Western Conference Finals. He was obviously the first choice in his draft. And now the second choice in that draft, Jack Eichel is getting his shot at the Western Conference Finals. We'll see if something changes. But as for the worst player in the series, who are you going to roll with? That was tough because I feel like there's a few people that, on especially in the Oilers um, defense that I could go with. But uh, I think we go with Darnell Nurse. Um, he was really bad. He's making so much money. Um, and he just, you know, I, he didn't really do it. Like, at least if you're going to be bad defensively, you know, put up some numbers offensively. And he didn't have a single goal the entire series. I don't think he had a goal the entire playoffs. Um, but he was just really, really bad defensively. And on not putting up any goals or any offense on top of that. He was not good at all. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I thought he was one of the worst players as well, but I think there's one that uh, was way worse to me, and that was Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. That tandem was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Skinner ending the playoffs with a .883 save percentage and a 3.68 goals against average. It felt to me... Anytime that the when we're going back to the LA series, anytime Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl didn't have the puck, uh, and were so great at keeping it away from LA, anytime they didn't have it, it was so easy to score against Skinner, and it just proved to be true in this series. I thought he was absolutely awful. He gave up some really bad goals. Of course, the defense wasn't helping him. But, I mean, Skinner was not great. He was not the all-star that we've seen. I disagree with him even being nominated for the Calder ahead of Matias Michelli, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but I just thought he was atrocious in the series. And it's going to be interesting what Edmonton does with the goaltending tandem because Campbell was not good either, and he was atrocious this whole season. This was a nightmare season for him, a nightmare season for Edmonton uh, goaltending-wise, because without Skinner, arguably they're they're screwed. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they bring back the other, uh, <laughs> the other terrible goaltender in Mike Smith, because uh, we we all know he took off this season to uh, to heal, and he said he would be back. Is, is Mike Smith coming back? If so, I don't think that, that improves Edmonton anymore. I think this is a team that really needs to do sit down and do some long-term thinking because it's obvious being top-heavy with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl is not working. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, goaltending was obviously the issue, but I, I think, you know, out, outside of Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid, the Oilers didn't have a ton of scoring. And um, I, I'll give I gave the shout out to Wyckoff earlier, but I think the entire Vegas defense deserves just a big shout out. Um, just because you know you had Brossois who's who had a good season, but you know, you know he isn't like the greatest goaltender in the world. And then mm-hmm. you have him go down, and then you have Aiden Hill in that who doesn't really have any playoff experience. That's and, a good. Yeah, and then uh, I think it's a combination of both great defense and really good coaching. But the, you know the defense just made Hill look super comfortable in that, and just made him look like. A guy who was never like Hill has pretty much been a career backup guy who hasn't had a ton of starts. <laughs> I know you don't like that. I just said that, but it, it's pretty true. Um, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pause you right there. I love Aiden Hill. This dude was incredible in San Jose. I don't care what his numbers are. He was incredible in San Jose. Just injuries hampered him, and then oh man, I don't think San Jose should have given him up. When uh when they did, I think they should have given up Reimer or Kakinen instead because that's how much I loved Hill. Then he goes to Vegas. I thought he had a great season. I I think he's better than backup. I honestly think he's one of those one A one B guys. I don't think he's gonna be like an all star or anything, but I think he's better than a backup. I, I don't know, man. I think if you throw him in with all the goaltenders in the playoffs, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right here. I think he's better than Stuart Skinner. I think he's better than Jack Campbell. I think he's better. I'm uh, trying to, I think he's better than freaking VTech Van checking and Kira Schmid. I'm going to throw that out there. Hot take right there. I, I believe in Aiden Hill that much. I will die on that hill. You can, you can proceed, Tyler. Okay. We, we get your big, big Aiden Hill fan right here. But yeah, but he's still a guy with no playoff experience before yeah. this. And I just thought Vegas did a really good job of making him comfortable and, you know, making sure that a super high-powered offense like the Oilers, you know, didn't score a ton against them. So uh, yeah. I'll give that shout-out to Vegas's defense there. I think a lot of that has to do with coaching, though. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, moving on to the last series, the series that just concluded like an hour ago, the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Stars taking out the Seattle Kraken in their magical run in seven games. Tyler, what do you think of this series? This was such a, a strange series because outside of the game seven and then the game one in, I think it was game one in overtime, um, pretty much a lot of these games were blowouts and it still went seven. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle would blow out uh, the Stars and the Stars would come back with like 5-2. Then they would go to Seattle. Seattle would win like, well, they won a few games like seven to two or something like that or six to two. So it was like every game was like, not really that close except for like one or two games when it still went seven like I thought the games that were close were entertaining especially that uh the first game in overtime um but other than that it, it I I thought the series would be fun but I, I thought a few of those games you know weren't really the greatest especially when we were getting like five two you know six two games in the third period that were just like blowouts and looked like both teams you know were just trying to run out the clock yeah yeah, I completely agree. I think game seven was, one again, one of the better games of round two and maybe the whole playoffs. thought game one was great. Um, this is – Seattle's one of the teams that can walk away from these playoffs that got eliminated in the first two rounds that can say, man, that was a great run. Like, we have nothing to hang our heads about. I, I mean, 
No one predicted this from Seattle. No one predicted them to go seven games with the defending Stanley Cup champions and win it. No one predicted them to go seven games with the Stars and come one goal short of going on to the Western Conference Finals in their second year. No one predicted that. I would say besides the Devils, they're the only team that can walk away from this whole playoffs and be like, that was such a great run, guys. Like, proud of ourselves here. I thought Philip Grubauer saved his career here because, you know, you have good goaltenders coming up in Seattle's court. I thought Joey Decord, what he's doing right now with Coachella, really proves that he can be a goaltender in the NHL and with Seattle, hopefully, um, or Arizona. That would be awesome. Um, Martin Jones, you know, he had a decent year. Um, obviously, Chris Drieger, who knows what's going to happen with him. He's down in Coachella. Who knows? Um, and Phil Grubauer was kind of like iffy. He never really had good stats in Seattle until now. I thought game seven, he played his heart out. He was the only reason why Dallas didn't blow him out that game. I felt like, cause Dallas had so many good chances and Grubauer made a lot of good saves, but going back a little bit, um, I thought Seattle's complete team play was incredible. I think that's the reason why they went all the way to game seven of round two is because you had, you could roll four lines and each line was great. And it wasn't until they started getting injuries where that started falling apart. And I think that's what really killed them. Obviously Daniel Sprong being out, that is a huge loss. Um, even though he's on the third, fourth line, he's one of the better players on that team um, I know a couple of their other players went down with injuries, um, but I, I thought, you know, they had a great round. And then meanwhile, like I thought uh, Jake Onger was really bad in this round. I thought he struggled a lot. I think game seven was great for him, but then all the other games, including game six was just terrible. And I mean, ESPN, you know, as controversial as they are with hockey, they threw up a stat saying how many times he's been pulled. And like, that's a stat you do not want. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about like, you know, uh, Dallas a little bit more in our uh, preview part of this podcast. But Tyler, who was the best player in the series for you? Um, the, This, I, I think there's a few players on Dallas that, uh, I could pick, but I, I think I'm going to go with Pavelski, you know, um, just alone of that, that four goal game. He was so good. Um, I, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, to Wyatt Johnston, you know, just turned 20 a day or two ago. It was 19 for most of the playoffs. And he, he's a very, very good player, especially for how young he is. I thought that he was great the whole series, but I mean, Pavelski, what do you have? Like seven, eight goals, the whole series. That's just crazy. It's my boy, Joe Pavelski. You know, loved him since day one. I, I literally cried when he left San Jose back in 2019. That was probably one of the saddest days uh, recently, a recent memory for me. I, I love him. I thought he was incredible. He had eight goals this, this series alone. He was incredible. And you, gotta, you don't forget that that first game, I believe, where he scored four he, he that was his first game back from a head injury like the fact that he can do that is incredible I'm gonna throw Rope Ahins's name out there too I thought he was good again in the series and then on the Seattle side you know what I'm gonna throw out um 
I'm going to throw out Grubauer because I really thought he was a great goaltender. And, you know, even though he gets the L in the series, there were a couple blowout losses. I mean, I don't think most of that was his fault because every time I watched him, he was making good saves. And I don't think either of us could have predicted that when we first started the playoffs. Yeah, I'll also throw out uh, Jordan Eberle. I thought I thought he was really good for the crowd. Him and Gord were, were great together. I would say uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand was also really good. Uh, yeah. I, like, he yeah, can go think, down the lineup. Yeah, like, this, this was one of the series where uh, I feel like there wasn't really a ton of, like, weak players. Like, even on, on the Kraken side, the same thing in the, in the first round. Like, you go down this lineup, and there wasn't really one player where you're like, oh, yeah, they didn't have a good series. Like, they all contributed in a certain way. So I'm going to go first on the uh, most disappointing player or worst player of the series. I don't know if you will expect this one, but I'm actually going to go with a player on the winning team, and that's going to be Jason Robertson. He was awful this series. Uh, did he even have a single goal in this in this series? I don't think so. Yeah, he was awful. He was a he was seventh in scoring in the regular season. And then he's had two goals this whole entire playoffs, I believe. And that is not acceptable for a star player like Jason Robertson. I know he's snake bit. He's obviously going to the third round, but you cannot do that against Vegas. You need all your players going. And Jason Robertson was not going this series. Tyler, who's your choice? Yeah, I mean um maybe i'll go go with ottinger here um even though uh I, I don't think that he had the the worst series ever he he was still came up when he needed to he didn't have a great series it's just hard for me to find somebody on the kraken that really like was the reason they lost like to me nobody was really that bad but um ottinger you know i i'm a huge fan of his i said that he's going to be a playoff performer i thought he's been great like elite um in every playoff series except for this one. Um, and then uh, also Yanni Hockenpah was not very good the whole series. That's a legend. That's a legend right there. So uh, moving a little bit back, we both predicted uh, Vegas to win their series. I believe we both predicted Dallas to win their series. I said seven, I believe, for the uh, Star Series, and I said six for the Vegas series. So, you know, I got that one completely right. Is that what you guessed for the, for the games played as well? Uh, I think I did the opposite. I think I had stars and six in Vegas and seven. All right, close enough. So let's do the epic previews, the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Who's going to win the Campbell uh, Trophy and the Prince of Wales Trophy? Let's start off with the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Florida Panthers exactly what we all expected when the playoffs began this is going to be a really fun series i think your thoughts on the hurricanes and the pampers i believe this is the first time they've ever played each other in the playoffs yeah this this whole like east playoffs reminds me a ton of 20 2019 you know you have a huge upset in the first round um and then the uh, the Panthers this year remind me a ton of the Canes from that year. It's kind of like a scrappy young bunch. Um, you know, the the Canes swept the Islanders that year. Um, the the Panthers were very close to sweeping the Maple Leafs, but I I think this is the time where the Panthers run kind of comes to the end, where they run into a more experienced team, a better coach team, 
kind of how when the Canes ran into the Bruins, they had a really tough time that in that uh that series. So I I think this the pan it could go either way. If Bobrovsky keeps playing the way he is, you know, if the Panthers keep getting scoring from everywhere in their lineup, which they have, I think they could win this series. I think this is going to be a long. I think every game is going to be close. Um, but I think it just comes down to um, the Canes being more experienced and better coached. Uh, I think Paul Maurice has done a great job, but I'm going to give Brendan Moore the edge. I'm going to go Hurricanes in seven, um, but I, I think this one could go either way. I think right off the bat, um, both these teams have been really well coached in the playoffs. Um, both these teams have had strong goaltending. Both these teams uh, – have a offensive player that had a great first round and then kind of dried up in the second round, I would argue. Um, I want to break it down real quick. I think Rod Brindamore obviously is a better coach. I really like Brindamore as coach. All these rumors about him potentially going to Toronto needs to stop because he's not going anywhere but Carolina. He's sticking there. They've even said he'll be coach as long as he wants. Um, I think goaltending-wise, I'm going to give the edge to Bobrovsky here, but do not underestimate Freddie Anderson. I did that. I thought he would be – had a downslide against the Devils. He instead had, I would say, four really good games and then a really crappy one, but arguably that wasn't all of his fault. I think defensive-wise, I think the Canes have the better team. They have Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns, Brett Pesci as their top three, and that is incredible that they have that. Um, I think offensively, offensive wise, you know, both these teams are really good. Not to mention that the Canes are probably going to get Tivo Teravainen back some at some point in the series. He's skating now. He's probably going to be back. Um, you know, the fact that the Canes have even done this without Max Pacioretty, Andre Svechkov, and Tivo Teravainen for most of the series or most of the uh, games that they played is impressive. And I think that's going to continue. I really do think the Canes. Um, bottom six lines are better than the Panthers and like you know to Chuck needs to keep going in the series he didn't really shine that much in the uh Toronto series at least offensively but I think he's going to start scoring once again I think Ajo is going to have a bounce back series as well um and it's really hard here because I I like the Cats um their little run that they're going on is really impressive but I'm going to have to go Canes in six. I really believe in the Canes this season. I think adding Brent Burns is the best thing that has happened to this franchise in a very long time. Um, and that's saying a lot because they've had a lot of good things come their way. As much as I think the Panthers are actually a really good team, and I did predict them to move on to the third round uh, last series, I think this is the time that the baton gets handed to the Canes. They move on to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2006, where they won the whole damn thing. I, I think this is it. I think this is the Carolina team that will win the cup. Yeah, um, I, I think a huge X factor in the series is going to be uh, Jordan Stahl. Um, in the first two series, he completely shut down team's top lines. I mean, he was great against the Islanders' top line. Um, Barzell and Horvat really couldn't figure him out. I thought he did a really, really great job um, shutting down the, the Devils. 
uh, offensive players. Hughes was great, but besides that, a lot of the Devils' offensive players were really not great. So I think if Stahl can really shut down the Panthers, you know, top players, like if Verhage and Tuchuk and Reinhardt and Bennett really can't um, put up a lot of points, then I, I think that Carolina easily wins this series. Because as good as Florida's depth has been, um, they need those top guys to produce. And if Stahl is able to shut them down, then I think they're really, really going to struggle to score in Carolina's defense. I think the X factor here for me is the goaltending, because we know Sergey Bobrovsky is playoff Bob this this time around. Can Freddie Anderson keep up with pace? Um, he did it with Akira Schmid and Vitek Vanacek, and I'm not uh, dunking on those guys, but they're nowhere near Sergey Bobrovsky in his play this postseason. So can uh, can they can Freddie Anderson keep up with him? We'll see. Um, but moving on to the Western side, it's a 2020 Western Conference rematch of the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. This time with Peter DeBoer on the Dallas side of things. Walk me through the series, Tyler. Yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a, a great series. Um, I, I, I know um, a lot of people don't like Vegas. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like this Vegas team. I think they're they're pretty fun. There's, there's only one player on there that I, I'm not a big fan of that I don't want to to get his free cup. And that's quick because he doesn't deserve his free cup. But <laughs> um, I mean, besides that, I think this Vegas team is really really good. Um, and I, I think that. Dallas has a lot of hungry players, especially those veterans who want to win the cup, like Ben Suter, Pavelski, you know, um, even some depth guys like uh, Foxa, who've been in the league for a, a while. And, you know, they, they're still hunting for that cup. And uh, I, I think that this is a, another series that's going to go a, a long way. Um, but what it comes down to is I think that Bruce Cassidy is a much better coach than Peter DeBoer. And I think that it's going to show in this series um, because I think that uh, DeBoer, like as good as he he does in the playoffs, he always finds a way to, you know, not be able to get his team over the hump. That happens every single year. He does great in the playoffs, makes a run, gets to the third round, even the finals, but is never able to complete the job. And uh, um, Bruce Cassie is just, he's, uh, I don't know why Boston let him go. I think if he's still in Boston right now, Boston's uh, still in the playoffs as good as, Montgomery is I, I think that Cassidy goes on the run with that team but he just has his team prepared every single game he knows how to make adjustments in game he knows how to make the other team uh, uncomfortable I thought he did a great job of that um, against the Oilers he made most of their team uncomfortable and I, I think that he's going to have a, a way to figure out Dallas because I think Dallas is a really good offensive team but if you figure out a way to, you know just shut down that that offense then I, I think that uh, Vegas can handle them pretty easily. Uh, so as much as I want the Stars to win, uh, I'm going to go Vegas in six, which sucks to say because I do want the Stars to win. But I, I just think it comes down to that um, Cassidy is, is a much better coach than DeBoer. And um, Vegas just overall, I think they played better as a team than Dallas. So this is going to be one of the rare instances where – I would say coaching isn't going to be a deciding factor here because I do think Bruce Cassidy is by far the better coach here. But let me tell you a little story about Peter DeBoer. His first year with the New Jersey Devils took him to the Stanley Cup final. His first year with the San Jose Sharks 
took them to the Stanley Cup final. His first year with the Vegas Golden Knights took them to the Western Conference final. He knows how to take his teams deep in his first year. I think it's more the second, third year where he starts losing the, the locker room and the players. Bruce Cassidy is by far the better coach. But we look at everything else. I think Dallas has the better goaltending. I do think Onger did not have a good series last round. I don't think he's had the playoff otter in him that he had last year. But I think he's a, still a better goaltender than my boy Aiden Hill. Um, Defensive-wise, I think these teams are evenly matched. I really, really like Miro Heiskin. I think he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Um, you know, I think Ryan Suter has been decent uh, with Dallas, way better than he has been in Minnesota. Um, but on the Vegas side of things, you know, Zach Whitecloud has been really good, as we mentioned. They have really good depth on that defense, like McNabb, like Petrangelo. Like, we can go on and on about their defense. It's really good. Shea Theodore um, is another one. We can argue about that all you all we want. But I think it's evenly matched there. And then you move on to the offense. I think this is really close as well. But I, I just really like Dallas's offense. That line of Pavelski, Hints, and Robertson. Uh, you know, obviously the Robertson side of things has not been working out. But both Hints and Pavelski have been really good these playoffs. And I think they're going to continue their run. I thought Tyler Sagan had a great game seven. Um, I thought he's been really good so far in the playoffs. And so has Jamie Ben. He kind of took a dip in the second round, but I thought he was decent in the first round. I really like the depth that they added. I think uh, Mason Marchment is really good. You mentioned Wyatt Johnson, uh, but we also have to mention their tread deadline acquisitions. I thought Evgeny Dadnov is having a great playoffs. He is getting all these chances. I think Max Domi is good at getting under the skin of others. Um, I thought, you know, he's doing pretty well in the playoffs as well. You look at the Vegas side of things. You have the original line of Carlson, Marchenso, and Smith. They've been really good. You have the line of uh, Jack Eichel and uh, Mark Stone, and they've been pretty good, and Chandler Stevenson. And then you look closer at their depth. I like Dallas's depth a little bit more, and that is no offense to players like Keegan Colzar, who has had a decent uh, run for Vegas as well. So looking, breaking that down, I, I really think this is a special Dallas team. I am going Dallas Stars in six games. Am I 100% certified? I, I love that answer. No. I mean, that's how most of my predictions were. Um, but I really like this Dallas team as much as I think Bruce Cassidy is a better coach. I like Dallas's offense and goaltending more. I think their defense can keep up with Vegas's defense. So give me Dallas going to the Stanley Cup final to face off against Brent Burns and the Carolina Hurricanes with Joe Pavelski at the Dallas Stars. Give me that. Give me, give me all of that. And give me Vegas getting humiliated in the Western Conference finals again. You know, I, I do. I want Dallas to win the series. I really like this Dallas team. It's just, uh, I just think overall uh, Vegas is just going to play hungrier. And I, I think that, that Vegas is, you know, I, they might not necessarily be the better team, but I, I just think that this is, this whole series is, is going to be like a dog fight. It's just going to be like a huge grind. 
And oh, I think yeah. Vegas is going to come out on top of that. This you is going to be a nasty series, like offense or sorry, uh, fighting wise and physicality wise. Yeah, and I, I'm hope I'm just hoping that we we have a lot of close games because you know I I think close games in on both sides of, of the, the 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 league. If we have both, if we have close uh, games in both series, then they're going to be like tough, gritty, a ton of fighting, a ton of hits, which is like the best kind of hockey. You also got to know, at this time, the backups for the the teams are for Dallas, Scott Wedgwood, who I think is a pretty good backup. And then Jonathan Quick <laughs> for Vegas. So if Ian uh, Hill goes down and Brassois isn't back, <laughs> that is not a good sign. Is, is Logan Tossin still hurt? I believe so. He hasn't been backing uh, either guys up, so. Yeah, but um, yeah. If if Ottinger can play like like he usually does, um, I think that Dallas is at such an advantage in that. So, yeah. Uh, but he needs to play like he did against not you know not like he did against the Flames because that was absolutely ridiculous. But he was really really good against the Wild. So if he just plays like that, I, I think that. Um, uh, Dallas just has such an advantage in that there with him. Um, and then if Vegas can get Brossois back, um, if Hill goes down, I think Quick gets eaten alive by Dallas. I think they light him up. But uh, I think that um, I trust Hill in that if I'm, I'm Vegas. Um, I, I don't think that he'll be uh, as good as Brossois was. Um, maybe he will, but I think that he's definitely serviceable. It's worth noting that Tyler is currently wearing his Jonathan Quick jersey with his Jonathan Quick hat, with his Jonathan Quick socks, and his Jonathan Quick shoes. He's a big Jonathan Quick fan. Big Jonathan Quick guy. Um, But So I have the Dallas Stars and Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup Final. You have the Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup Final. We shall see what happens here. It's going to be a really fun round three in my eyes. Um, but even off the ice, we have a lot of things to talk about. We're going to discuss it all probably in our podcast. That includes the final vote on the Tempe Entertainment District that is happening tomorrow. We will see. is most likely going to yes. But we're going to break it all down in our podcast. And we'll probably also mention the Calgary side of things um, as well. Um because you know we haven't we we haven't discussed that that's been you know in the news for like two three weeks but let's keep this podcast only limited to the round two round three uh uh stuff so tyler before we end it um i want to ask you two questions one in the overall playoffs so far who do you think has been the best player so far i mean it it's hard not to pick Dreitzidel just because of how good he was, even though the Oilers are eliminated. I feel like it's kind of hard not to pick him. But I mean, the Oilers are gone, so uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Dreitzidel right now, but I'll 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 think on it because there there's a few other players that I think um as the playoffs go on will will step up because I mean you 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 always need that playoff hero and there's a few guys on each team that I think will be that that guy come the the third round in the finals 
So right now I'm going with dry sidle, but that answer is obviously going to change. Yeah, I think dry sidle is the OG answer here. You know, as much as I want to choose Joe Pavelski, as I as much as I want to choose Jordan Gretzky Marnik, um, I think I'm going to go with underrated choice. This might be biased a little bit, but I think really think Brent Burns has had a great playoffs. As someone who has watched him for years now, he has become a defensive liability. But paired up with Brett Pesci or Jacob Slavin or any of those guys on Carolina, even Jalen Chanfield, they've been able to cover for his defensive mistakes. I even think he's been a little bit better defensively. But offensively, you know, he's making great plays to get the pucks to the Canes. He's making great plays to get goals and assists. I think he's been really underrated. I really think if the Canes go all the way to the Stanley Cup final and win it, he's named Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Yeah, I think Branch has been great. Uh, I'll I'll throw Rupert Hints out there also because he, good one. he he's been been really great on on Dallas. And if Dallas goes all the way, then uh, he he's my constant pick. So my last question is, who do you think will lead the league in scoring in the playoffs by the time this is all over? I think this one depends on who goes all the way, because I mean, um, if you know, a guy has has seven more games than the other guy, then I don't think I think it's easier to lead it in points. If I think the, the two guys that I'm between now are Rupert Hintz and Jack Eichel, because I feel like nobody on Florida or Carolina is really up their points besides maybe to Chuck. Um, but, you know, both Hintz and uh, Eichel are are both putting up a lot of points. So I'll say Hintz just because I think he's way over point per game right now anyway so even if dallas doesn't go all the way i still think that you know a solid showing in in the uh the third round should put him at the top you know as much as i want to say jordan gretzky more nick uh i'm gonna have to go uh i'm gonna have to go to chuck i think i uh, I think he's going to really, really score a lot in this game in the series against the canes even though i have the canes winning in seven I think he's going to be a huge reason why the Panthers even make it seven. I really do think he's going to be one of the best players in this year's playoffs when we look back at it. But that is pretty much it for actually. Uh, uh, we we forgot we forgot to um include uh, Mark Stahl in our um race for the most the Smythe Trophy. Um, we're, they're not ready for the the Mark Stahl uh twenty point series to lead the Panthers to the cup. You're, 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 you're forgetting about the Zach Dolphy uh, side. Yeah, of- yeah the, the Mark Stahl and Josh Mehura pair are going to put up, you know, 30 combined points to, to lead the Panthers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those are like the most mid players you could ever think of. I, you know what, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to mid you up by saying, um, Oh man, I hate to do this, but I really think Yanni Hockenpah is going to have a uh, 50 goal point uh, streak against the Vegas Golden Knights here. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, I think he'll uh, get his revenge against Carolina in the, in the finals. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You know, uh, man, just a lot of legends here, you know, like Eric Stahl. You know, the Stahl brothers are playing against each other. That's, yeah, uh, we, forgot to mention. we forgot to, yeah. And the uh, the fourth 
Forgotten brother is is uh, on the Carolina coaching staff. Is he actually? I thought he was still in the league. Um, no, the the fourth forgotten one. He's an assistant yeah, for the. Well, actually, I might be wrong because the Checkers aren't Carolina's affiliate anymore. No, right? not anymore. They're four. Yeah, because so yeah, he's he he was an assistant for. Oh, so he's with Florida now then, because he's an assistant for the Checkers. Yeah, I knew he was somewhere in the in the minors. I forgot he was because I think I remember him. He was with the Solar Bears. That's the last I've heard of him. Um, yeah, he's an assistant for the Checkers. We forgot to mention the huge theme here, which is all four of these teams are Southern Belt teams. Uh, I, I wouldn't have put Vegas Vegas as a Southern team, but well, I have a map right in front of me. Um, <laughs> they're 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 West. They're not. I won't put them Southern. You know what, Tyler? I I'm looking at this map, and they're around the same. You know. Dis like the same like belt wise i don't know what you call that the same you know there by uh with carolina so if you draw a line from vegas to rally rally might be just a little bit more northern uh maybe i i guess vegas is super southern nevada because it's it's like right next to it's 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 right next to, to uh arizona and these are these are all teams that have uh, that have existed before uh, 1990. I think 93 is when the Stars moved and when the Panthers were got got an expansion team. So all these teams existed before 93 or did not exist before 93. My apologies. And then there are only two Stanley Cups split between all four of these teams, one to the Stars in 99 and then one to the Canes in 06. This is also the Panthers' first Western Conference Finals since they went to the Cup Final in 96. This is uh, – there's a lot of a lot of stuff here. A lot of, uh, I love, I love how, how this is setting up. I love that we are getting all Southern teams. Screw all the haters. Hockey belongs down here. Coyotes are going to get their new arena too. It's going to be a southern couple of weeks for the NHL. I love it. Screw Canada. All the Canadians saying, oh, hockey only belongs in Canada because guess what? Stars, Golden Knights, Panthers, and Hurricanes in the conference finals. But that is pretty much going to do it uh, for today's episode. You can find me on Twitter at ChaseBeardsley underscore. You can find Tyler Cass at TylerCast underscore. Follow us both on Twitter. We have exciting things going on. Um, but make sure you check out our next episode. We'll probably be talking about the TED, the Tempe Entertainment District, along with a couple other notes from outside the playoffs, because even though there is playoffs going on, there are some st- things going outside. You know, like Sacramento, like NHL team. I would love to discuss that because I don't know about that, but that's pretty much going to do it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we will see you guys next time.
Yeah.